Jeff Lawrence, welcome to the new Vaudeville, the Guitar Theory Podcast. Today we are going to talk about um, alternate fingerings for chords. So what we're what I'm saying about that is like we're going to take we'll just start right on get right on into it. Let's start with a G chord. There's a lot of ways to make a G chord. So most of you this you know if you're even a beginner you probably started to make a G chord by now. So right now I'm going to make it like this. You see. So I've got two fingers down here. I've got my, you know, regular G chord. But... Now we're gonna go through. I'm gonna go through all the ways to make this chord. You can also do it with one finger down here. So you can use two fingers, or you can use one. You can also finger it with these three fingers, leaving your first finger out. Now, of course, you have your bar chords. I'm not going to get into that, um, but a lot of times people, guitar players, just they make the G chord the way their teacher taught them to make the G chord, or however they first learned it, and they just kind of stay with that. I'm going to show you why you would want to do it all three ways, really, um, well, at least two ways. Um, I noticed this one with the one finger on the on the bottom. A lot of times that would be done in the, uh, you know, that was mainly a 60s, 70s kind of folk way of doing it. I don't see any real benefit in making it that way. But, the, you know, the reason why you can do it that way, or you can have two fingers down on the third fret of the first, second string, because G chord is made of G, B, and D. That's the three notes in a G chord. So if you make it this way with the one finger down on the third fret G, as you go down, you have G, or as you go up and pitch, you go G, B, D, G, B. There's a B there, open, G. But if you stick both fingers down there, G, B, D, G, D, G. But remember, G, B, and D are the notes in the chord, so it can be any, either one of those work. Now, the reason why I usually make it with the two fingers at the bottom you can easily go to a C add nine by just lowering your two fingers down. See that? There's a lot of songs that, that do that. Um, you can also go to a D chord really easy by leaving your third finger on, see? So my third finger doesn't have to move. Now the other way, with the one finger down on the first string, is I don't see any real benefit to that. If you go to a D chord, which you often will, when you're playing a, if you're playing a song in G, you're most likely going to go to a D chord. If not, the second chord, 
the third or fourth one, you're definitely going to usually go go to it. Not always, but nine out of ten times, I'd say. Don't quote me on those stats, peeps. But uh, to make a D chord, then you got to just lift all your fingers up. So, or and if you go to the, can't really do the C add nine. You have the B in there. So that way, I don't see a great benefit uh, unless you just like that open B string on the second string. Um, now, I also noticed, you know, sometimes in the 60s people would do it this way and have their first finger over here. Now, there's a couple of reasons why I could see why you would want to do that. Now, I think I think no matter which way you do, if you make your G chord this way with the two fingers or the one, you still should learn this way, and I'll show you why. Because the first fingers over here is you can make a G suspended four chord. See that? leaves that there's no really way to do that if you're making G this way there's no really you just have to you know it's really hard to jump over there with it um and I will say you can also make a very easy G7 chord if you're making it with these three fingers you can just take your first finger off as your first I'm sorry if you take your pinky off the first string off the third fret and just add your first finger to the first fret first string got a G7 chord and so you So that would be a good benefit for that. And also, as most of you know that have been that have played at all, you'll know when you make a G chord, you're generally going to make a C chord. Usually, if you're in the key of G, you'll go to C. Normally, it's the next chord, or you know, like I said, G, C, and D, you know, always go together. So now you're set up to just drop these two fingers down, and your first finger is already over there. So there's definitely a benefit to doing that form of the G chord. Some people only do it that way, but then see if you only do it that way, you're not set up to do drop to the C9. You're not set up to change to a D chord quickly. That's why I said it's beneficial to know both ways. I generally make the G with the two Ds or the two fingers down here on the third fret, the first and second strings. Give you a closer look. And uh, because it's just, like I said, it's easier to change that D chord. If you're doing like a really fast, like, bluegrass thing or something, you really want to be able to change that D chord quick. Or if you're doing like an old, you know, an old Led Zeppelin type change, you want to be able to keep that third finger on that third fret of the second string. But if ever I'm doing a song where I need a G suspended fourth chord, I definitely make it with the three fingers and... So there's a little bit about the G chord. Now, other, not every chord are you going to finger a different way. Like C, you're just basically going to make it the way you already learned. It wouldn't make any real sense to make it any other way. Um, D, I have seen people make it, you know, this is your normal D chord, which you already know. Most of you already know how to make a D chord. I have seen people not use their first finger with it and use it and have it out like that. Um, only real reason I would see to do that is if you wanted to go to D7 right after it. I normally don't do it, but you can. I've also seen people do this where they, let's see how, well they, 
instead of having your second finger on the first string and your first finger on the third string, you kind of change that up. I don't see really any real benefit to that unless for some reason you wanted to go to a D minor afterwards, but that, that's just a little bit of the D chord. I, basically, you just want to keep the D chord the way you've always done it. It's uh, going to be easier that way for you. Um, talk about E minor. E minor, you can make with your first two fingers. If you don't even know the chords that I'm talking about, then you're, this lesson's probably too advanced for you, even though this is not an advanced lesson by any means. But, you know, if you're already, if you're, you know, if you just picked up a guitar yesterday, this is probably a little going to be a little over your head. But, uh, so you, E minor, you have your first two fingers. That way is good because you can, if you go to C major after, which you sometimes will, you can leave your middle finger on, see? But also, sometimes if you make the, you can make it with a second and third finger, which I tend to do, that'll get you set up to drop down into A minor real easy, which you also will do a lot. So it's good to know two A, uh, E minor chords. Also, if you want to do the first and second finger E minor, it sets you up to throw your pinky over there and make it E minor 9, pretty simple. So that's the E minor. Um, another one that I find that uh, people either do one way or the other is D minor. So let's take two ways of making D minor. I'll show you the reason why you want to do both. So one way is your, you'll have your third finger on the third fret of the second string. And then sometimes, which I usually do, is you add your pinky instead of your third finger. And why would you want to do it both ways? I'll, t I'll show you. So if you have your third finger down there, that leaves your pinky open to reach the first string. So you can do these kind of... So you can, you can put that pinky around the first string. Now why would you want to use your pinky on the third fret of the second string instead? <coughs> Excuse me, I gotta open my uh, Coke Zero, which free plug for Coke Zero. And I'm not Andre the Giant, this is a small can. I'm not really a, that's not a 12 ounce. Andre the Giant used to look like that when he would hold a 12 ounce beer. Okay, now the coffin's over with, so, you, so the pinky on the third fret, second string instead, that frees up the third finger to reach those lower strings. Get that southern kind of swamp. So you definitely want to have two ways of doing D minor chord. I, I meet people all the time <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> that either do it one way or the other. They don't do it both ways. If you don't do it both ways, you're leaving out a whole other dimension. I don't know if that's the right word, but a whole other way of you know writing songs. Some songs you're going to learn, you're going to need to do them that way. But also, like I said, if you're writing a song, you may you may dodge over the fact that you may have wanted to do something different if you just fingered the chord another way. Let's see if I can think of an, any other one that would uh, benefit you to know. I do see people making a, my, a, a regular A chord, you know. 
Sometimes they do it without their first finger. I don't know either why you would really want to do that other than just wanted to go to A minor. We can't talk about A7 though. Make A7. Some people do it with the with the first and second finger. Then you can do the suspended chord with your third finger. Or add this high seven. Or you can do it with your third finger and use your use your pinky. Sometimes I see people borrowing it. Bar, you can't go down to the first string though, so that's a little about that chord. Um, it's not really any other chords that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, not E, E major, you kind of want to keep the same, there's no real benefit to you. Never really want to do this. I have seen people do this make it E major without your first finger. Now, there's I don't see any real reason to do that because your first finger is over here and you can't do anything with it unless you want to do some kind of weird bend with your which that could be cool if you wanted to get a little advanced you could bend the strings on the up above the nut of the guitar but not a lot of people do that or if you wanted to use it to slide slide over to F sharp or something I guess you could do that if you wanted to and like I said, we already went over C. There's no real reason to change that up. F, no real reason to change it. I'm mainly dealing with open chords right now. Um, later, you can, you know, we'll get into bar chords and stuff on another episode. But that's going to wrap it up today. It's going to be kind of a short episode. But the main point of this uh, lesson today is to make sure that you learn more than just one way to make the chord. There's going to be uses for it, especially with G and D minor. Those are the two that I would really encourage you to uh, learn more than one way. Don't get stuck in a single way of making the chord just because your teacher shows you that way when he played. Um, or, you know, you never know. He may have, Your teacher may have been into Bob Dylan and learned just the way Bob Dylan did it, which is usually the, I think he did it like that, the G chord. Or don't just learn it off the internet if you taught yourself and just learn the one way. Trust me, there's going to be um, uses for both of those chords. Both of those uh, versions of the chord, sometimes three, three ways like the G. So, like I said, that is going to wrap it up today. And I appreciate you guys sticking with me on the new Vaudeville episode two. I know it's not a lot of people's listening on Spotify. Or on the podcast itself, and I can kind of see why that's going on. It's mainly because guitar lessons are kind of visual. But if you already play guitar, then you could listen to this and kind of visualize it in your head. I listen to a couple of guitar podcasts, <clears throat> and I don't, you know, I don't watch them, and I know what's going on with it. So, uh, you know, and, and these these lessons are sometimes going to be advanced, or sometimes going to be. Um, they're sometimes going to be very beginning lessons, and then they're going to be way advanced, and sometimes intermediate. It's kind of going to jumble around with it. Now, also on my uh, on the podcast on the YouTube channel, those of you watching on YouTube, I did change the name. I, I did just have it as the new Vaud, the new Vaudeville um, Guitar Theory Podcast, but I'm 
probably going to end up putting some of my own videos on there um, from my band or me solo and then some other lessons and stuff. So it now it's called uh, Jeff Lawrence Music Guitar Lessons Podcast and or Videos Lessons and Podcast, I believe. J.S. Lawrence. Sorry, I don't even know what I'm talking about. But yeah, J.S. Lawrence uh, Music lessons and podcast so just look that up um appreciate you guys listening it is still called the new vaudeville if you listen to the podcast but if you're watching it on youtube it'll be different um if you want to listen to any of my music look up uh, js lawrence on spotify itunes wherever you get your music or jeff lawrence i have it under both i, I changed it to js lawrence about five or six years ago because there are so many jeff lawrence's doing music and and other things um so now I'm go by J.S. Lawrence, which is my initials, and uh, spell my last name L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E. I do have another podcast, Southern Man, Western Town, where I interview uh, other musicians, so that's not a guitar theory podcast at all. So that's called Southern Man, Western Town, which you can also, it's not on YouTube, it's only on the audio files of uh, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, if you want to go to my website, djslawrence.com, you can order my book. Uh, just shoot me an email on there, or you can, uh, if you want to donate to the show, Venmo, Jeff-Lawrence-48. And uh, until next week, I'll post a new lesson up. Keep playing, practice, practice, practice. Wrong! Under Section 37B of the contract signed by him, it states quite clearly that all offers shall become null and void if, and you can read it for yourself in his photostatic copy, I, the undersigned, shall forfeit all rights, privileges, and licenses, hearing and hearing contained, etc., etc., fax mentis incendium gloria calcum, etc., etc., memo bis punitor delicatum. It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. You stole fizzy lifting drinks. You bumped into the ceiling, which now has to be washed and sterilized, so you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. This has been the new Vaudeville with Jeff Lawrence. Please like, subscribe, and follow, whatever the case may be. Thank you, and until next time.